G'day community, it is Lechdog here on Saturday morning with an emergency round 11 podcast. We weren't going to do one, but YOLO, I thought we'd try and get something out there for you to listen to before the round started. Just me today, so we're going to keep it quick. We're going to look at a few options that you should all be considering. Now, there are plenty of rookies on the bubble. It really should be a double, triple downgrade week, but there's so much value out there. There's primos coming off the buy. What do we do? The smart play, probably to try and generate some cash if you do have players that are primed to go. There are players still out there ready to make cash, ready to continue making cash in. Pickett, Noble, Butterick, all those sort of guys. But at this point in the season, at the pointy end of the season, if you're close to upgrading, if you're close to full primo, we've got no hesitations with cutting any of those blokes. The first rookie I want to look at is Harry Schoenberg. I've been told that's how you pronounce his name. Harry Schoenberg, not Schoenberg. Makes me sad. Schoenberg seems like a funnier name. Anyway, he played through the guts for Adelaide this week, last week. Who knows when it was. Days are meaningless. 117k midfielder. I loved him in the draft this year. He came out, he pumped out a 59. I felt like he got into the game sort of as it went on. Had 12 touches, two tackles, and I think he's going to be someone that they they give time to. We saw them. They played Bryce Gibbs last week. That didn't work. That kind of shut up the pressure around that midfield. I expect Schoenberg to be a consistent player or a regular player in that side this year. If you can trade someone like a, a if you if you needed the cash desperately, you traded someone like a picket down to him, you're making it over two hundred grand. Seems like a no brainer to me, even though he does still have cash to generate, that is picket. But like I said, if you're close to final upgrades, it's time to pull the pin, I think, in some of these guys. Speaking of Adelaide rookies, we also got a look at uh at Scholl. Scholl is a defender. He's 123k. Look, he started off really, really, really strong. In the first quarter, I think he was on something like 30 supercoach points. It was looking awesome. Dropped off as the game progressed. You can kind of expect that from rookies. Still was able to rack up double digits in, double digits in disposals. Didn't have a whole lot of influence, but he's been on that list for, what, something like 18 months now? It feels like it's been longer. It feels like he's been there for years. He's someone they're going to want to put games to. We've seen them push Rory Laird up into the midfield the last couple of weeks. It's been good for his scoring. I do fear the tag, if anyone's going to bother tagging him. But I suspect that that's going to open up a role for Lachlan Scholl to finish out the year playing strongly in defense. He did just score the 52 points. So if you miss him this week, look, I don't see his price jumping out of reach. Will Hamill got concussed again as well. So 
Look, I think they're going to be conservative with him. I don't think we're going to see Will Hamill. So if you've got him, you can either trade him, stick him on the bench. Don't really mind what you do with him, but bringing in Scholl, I feel like is going to be a pretty safe option for people. Not sure if McPherson is going to be coming back. You'd, you'd think he's going to be coming back this week, but I don't think that impacts Scholl, particularly with Will Hamill going out. So... They're the two Adelaide rookies that we should be looking at. I think Schoenberg's probably the the top rookie we should be looking at this week. I just think that the, he's going to have a really super coach friendly role. But but we do have other options. We've got guys like Trey Rusco. So I wasn't super keen on him before the game, and he did pop up. You know, he hit the scoreboard. He only scored forty three super coach points, but he looked he looked like. He, he was a bit of a threat, um, kicked one goal, three, you know, two of those were dead easy shots. He should have kicked at least three goals, but he didn't. He kicked one goal, three. So people are telling me, Collingwood fans are telling me, Paige Cardona is telling me that Trey Rusco is going to be a bit of a utility, a bit of a Noel Bolter. He's going to play in defense. He's going to play in the forward line. You can put him anywhere and he will perform. Look, I'm probably going to bring him in to my side, so that might make you want to see clear, but I'm probably going to bring him to my side. He's going to be a swing set with Stasevich, who I do still have. I still value that swing set. I could cut him, but I think I'm going to cut players before him. Anyway, Trey Rusco, look, I don't expect huge scores from him, but I think his job security is reasonably safe. Well, that, that's what Collingwood people are telling me. Boyd Woodcock is another one. He's playing today. Hopefully you listen to this before he plays 100 and uh, let me just pull that up. He's about 100 and he's the the bargain basement price, which I forget. Is that 106K these days? 102K. There you go. 102K, Boyd Woodcock. Once again, only 43 points in his first game. Playing that's he was primarily playing as a small forward, but he was pushing up the ground. He was pushing up onto the wings and even was finding himself in defense at some stage. So he's not afraid to push up the ground. He's clearly been given instructions to move around, create some chaos, try and impact the contest outside of that forward line. And, you know, his score would have been boosted. They took a goal off him. They took his first goal off him. That's fine. He's stayed in the team. Now, Brad Ebert is obviously still out. So when he comes back in... Could Boyd Woodcock probably makes way for him. But at this stage, he still has another opportunity to impress the coaches. He has another opportunity to uh, stake his claim in that side. And, and, I, and I liked him. I'm biased. I, I've, I've always liked Boyd Woodcock. I've been watching him. You know, he got delisted and then and re-rookied. I'm intrigued by him as a player. Long term, his job security is probably not great. But if you're desperate this week to get in a... a Uber cheap rookie in the forward line. Boyd Woodcock is the 102k he's playing. And if you don't jump on him, if you want to see if he stays in the side when Brad Ebert comes back, you don't have to jump on him this week. He's break even zero. Uh, you know, if he scores 50, he might make 20k. He's still going to be a bargain, well, not a bargain basement, but he's still going to be a rookie price player. So he's one that you can look at. If you need a rookies, there are a couple more rookie options to discuss. Sam Draper obviously played his second game. He took a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of the hit outs. He's an odd player. He went forward. He scored. Sean McKernan was his foil 
in this game. I don't think Sean McKernan's going to hold his place. I think they're going to look to Sam Draper to be their well to be their ruckman of the future. Scored seventy four super coach points, not totally out of reach at one hundred and sixty six k. However, if you're someone with a Conroy on the bench, is it worth spending sixty grand to jump up to him? Do you think he can do what Riley O'Brien did a few years ago? I'm not sure he can do that, but if you still don't have him and you do have, uh, you're desperate for that ruck cover, there's question marks over Gorn and Grundy this week, then I think Sam Draper is still a valuable commodity. Toby Watson is another one for Fremantle. We expect him to play this week. Break even, minus 28. He's averaging 61 from his two games. He's not amazing. He's not amazing, but if he can hold his place in that side then he is one worth looking at 155k. Now, worth mentioning while I am talking about Fremantle that Sam Sturt is not going to be playing this week. Or it looks like he's not going to be playing. He's been moved off a two-week return to injury to a TBA. Never a good sign. So if you are hoping for Sam Sturt to come back, uh, I'm, it's not looking as super likely to me. Looking ahead into the future, he's got his buy this week, but Sam Wicks, 123.9k scored 80. Looked awesome in his first game for Sydney. Has the buy this week, but next week he is a target that we can look at. In fact, he he might even be ahead of, of Schoenberg in terms of priority, but of course he's playing next week, so you can get both. And uh, that would be my focus. Xavier O'Halloran, he played his first game for GWS. I don't like getting the GWS rookies. They don't seem to consistently play them. So that's a little bit frustrating, but he looked solid in that awful, awful game last night. Scored 68 super coach points. Sam Skinner, people who jumped on him, you know, well, he made you 18 grand, <laughs> but he is uh, he's not playing at this stage. He's an emergency for tonight. But you just wonder if he kicked that goal running into the, running into the square, if he holds his place. I suspect that he probably... Does players who may get a game? Obviously, we haven't seen the teams yet, but coming into consideration, Lachlan Hosey at 123.9k scored 54 in his first game with Curtis Taylor going down for you know three to four weeks, which could be four to five games. Lachlan Hosey looks like a solid bet, was really impressive early in that game for North Melbourne last week, but. And not one that I've got any issues with bringing in. The The only fear is that you've got to make these decisions before the teams are named. I suspect he will play. Owners rejoice who held Brandon Zirk Thatcher. I traded him just before he was bloody named two weeks ago. Scored 92 on the weekend. Good news for you. Jeremy Sharp made his... I don't know if we were waiting for it, but his awaited debut for the Gold Coast Suns. 34 Supercoach points. Look, I'm not going to lie, I watched that entire game. I felt like I didn't notice him. I don't generally love that when I'm scouting out a prospect. You know, he had nine touches according to, to the stat sheet or nine disposals, but I just didn't see him impacting that game. They've got a few players on the fringe to come in. They've got... Fiorini, I don't think he played on the weekend, Fiorini to come in, they've got uh, Sam Flanders to come in, there's a few players to come into that side, Jeremy Sharp's not one that I'm particularly interested in. 
All right, this is just a quick episode, but we'll, we'll swing things over. We talked about players we could consider cutting. Obviously, John Noble, I mentioned. I'm just looking at him again. Break-even of 25. If he scores another 65, gains, you know, 20K, and then his break-even shoots up above his average again, if my maths is correct. The smart play is probably to hold him, but I can understand trading him, particularly if you're bringing in a primo um, there's there's quite a lot of players that people are training at at this stage in this weird season. Like I said before, I'm not too worried about trading at players that still have some value to make. I mean, if you're at the pointy end, this is kind of the thing you've got to do. Actually, let's look at injuries before we go to people we should be targeting to trade in. I'm pulling this from honeyball.com.au. Go and check them out. They've got a great rolling injury coverage. So... Jordan Ridley, he couldn't finish off the game. He had a knock to the ribs. He tried to come back on, couldn't finish off. Don't know what that looks like. Don't know if he's going to miss time, but just one to watch. Obviously, I think he's a hold unless they come out and say, you know, he's missing four weeks, but already had their bye. Well, won't have a bye. Ridley's one to hold. No one has Jacob Townsend, but he got injured. Adam Trelaw's the big one, probably from this round. He's going to miss weeks with a hamstring injury. He's already missed this time this year. I believe he's over 600k. Adam Trelaw, he's an obvious trade, and there's plenty of players we can bring in for him. We're going to talk about them in just a second, but yeah, Adam Trelaw's a trade. If anyone took a punt on Isaac Quayne, or he's after his leg exploded in half because a, a, a boot went through it, I'm confused and scared. He is a trade. Once again, we'll talk about options. Let's move on to trade targets. This is the exciting one. This is the people we need to be looking at. This is the people we should be bringing in. There's some real value. Now, my preference would be to trade players from teams that are either don't have a buy, or sorry, won't have a buy, or have already had their buy. Naturally... I'm going to trade in two players from teams that haven't had their buy because I think their value is through the goddamn roof. Let's have a look at one of them, Travis. Travis Boak, now, look, he's had a, a, a he's dropped off in form. He's 120 grand cheaper than he was at the start of the year. He's 462k, he lost 32k, his break-even's 108. Why would you look at bringing him in? Well, he's a guy who's capable of averaging 110+. plus. He's a guy who was awesome last year. He did tail off towards the end of the year. But in his last three weeks, 54, 104, 67, they've been actively resting him. They've been holding him on the bench, resting him, not giving him time on field. They want him to play. They want him to impact. They also want to manage his time. Looking ahead at their games, they're all must-win games. For Well, they're not must-win, but in this shortened season, Port Adelaide don't want to drop these games. They're all competitive teams who, well, at least Richmond and Geelong don't really tag. They try and run, Geelong try and run path it with people. It doesn't really work. What I'm trying to say is I expect them to increase his game time over the next couple of weeks. This week, today, he plays Richmond. He's expected to drop 10K down to 450K, so you can still get him cheaper. But next week, they've got a six-day break before that game. He, I expect, will be back to full firing capacity. He'll be back to his Travis Boke of old. At 460k this week, if he can average, let's say, 105 for the rest of the year, which I think is conservative for him, I still think it's a value pick. I still think it's a value pick. He will have his buy. It's hard to plan for. We don't really know what exactly the buys look like, who's going to miss in what weeks. It's hard. 
But Travis Boke is someone I'm taking the punt on. Another guy I'm taking the punt on, not a punt, because he's a very highly selected player this year, is Jai Simkin. 397k he is at now. This is a guy who, for the first six weeks of the year, was like the top-scoring bloody midfielder and forward. He dominated. He was untouchable. He lost 27k this week, but he still managed to score a 103. He did have three terrible weeks there, 57, 35, 56, where he was carrying some some injuries and just wasn't playing very well. But, you know, at under 400k for a forward midfielder, and it's not really a risk. He's in 21% of teams already. He is a guy I will be trading in this this week, assuming he's named. He's shown us what he can do. And if he averages 100 from this point out, if he averages 95 from this point out, that's a bargain at 397k. So one I'm particularly excited for, particularly given he was able to turn up against Geelong. Like, you know, rack them up against Geelong and was really hurt. I think he had three or four free kicks against that hurt his score as well. So that is the sort of guy I'm looking at, the sort of value. But uh, I guess we should talk about guys who are coming off the buys, guys from West Coast, Fremantle, Brisbane, uh, not Brisbane, Carlton and Hawthorne. Sorry, I was just thinking about Daniel Rich. Now, the number one target I think everyone should be looking at is actually Tom Mitchell. Hawthorne have had their buy. He's in 28% of teams and, you know, averaging, what, 114 this year? I'll pull it up. 114 this year. Uh, he's dropped below 104 on 101 on three occasions. Two of those were high 90s. I'm not really worried about them resting him. I don't think Clarko's a rester of players. He scored 164 against the Blues. He's the obvious one. The next... The only reason I put this guy as the second choice community is because he's already in 52% of teams. It's Patrick Cripps, 480k, 88k, lost 147k since the start of the year. We saw that when the umpires are looking out for him, he scored 149. And he didn't play amazingly. The reason I love him as a selection, he's got a really high ceiling. The concern, obviously, is that the Blues don't really mind him being tagged this year. In fact, when he's been held, the Blues have been finding other people to step up and they've been winning games. However, I think the umpires are going to be ultra-conservative with guys like Patrick Cripps. I'm going to look after him. Luke Shuey is another one. He is probably going to be more consistent than Patrick Cripps, but I don't think he's going to have the ceiling and I don't think he's going to have the total points that Patrick Cripps produces. He's coming off his buy. He's $488,000, the same as Cripps. This year, he's only dropped two games below 100, or below 104. One of them was an injury-affected 33. Since coming back from injury, that hamstring, he scored 130 against Collingwood, 116 against Geelong. You know, he's he's a leader for that club. He's only in 1% of teams. He really, really, really excites me as an option and has me wondering why I'm going to go him over Travis Burke. Maybe I shouldn't do that. Travis Burke is bloody 20k cheaper, or 30k cheaper. So Luke Shuey, Patrick Cripps, Tom Mitchell, they're my key targets. And that five is one that I can wait on. Break even of 158. I'm just going to wait a week. I'm just going to wait a week. There's a lot of question marks over people in that Fremantle side. People are worried about Michael Walters maybe being a laid out. It's, we can afford to wait a game for Nat. Five, James Sicily. If you need a defender, 600k. 
You know, break even is 112, slightly above his average. This man is in a fine vein of form. Only scored 88 against the Blues, but prior to that, 164, 149, 132. I don't need to sell you on James Sisley. He's already in a quarter of teams out there, but if you need to finish up your defense, he's one to look at. But a guy that I much prefer, much, much, much prefer, is Luke Ryan at $550,000, break even of 83. Over the last five rounds, he's averaging 118. Listen to these scores. Since round five, when they played Adelaide, 109, 105, 125, 118, 131. He's dropped below 105 three times this year. They weren't great scores. One was in round one. Doesn't really count. It was 800 years ago. But this is a man who is scoring well. He's in no teams, and he's had his bye. He should be someone you should be looking at to bolster up your defense, finish it up, and if not him... Next week, coming off the bye, we obviously have Jake Lloyd, if you don't have him, and Zach Williams. But, geez, Luke Ryan is playing really, really well. And he's, you know, taking a lot of kickouts. He is an enticing prospect. Also at Fremantle, I had to say it, it's Andrew Brayshaw, forward mid, 546k. Maybe, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I was wrong. His five-round average is 122. He hasn't dropped below 102 in that time, and he's had 136 and 144. Maybe I was wrong. Now that they're actually playing him on the ground, weirdly, weirdly, he's scoring. So he is another guy. Gaff and Kelly are cheap, but they're not ones I'm looking at. Wingard I'm not interested in. Sam Doherty, if you've got him, hold him. If you don't have him, probably don't bring him in. Or if you're going to bring him in, uh, give it another week. Give him another week. Wait and see. See what he does this week against West Coast. See if they ta- they tag him. See if they try and take him out of the game. Now, Shannon Hearn. He's very cheap. Some people, some idiots traded him in recently. Me. Avoid. Don't put yourself through that. And then you've got guys like Michael Walters. There's injury concerns over them. I'm not interested. Brad Shepard's a cheap pod. Once again, not super Interested. They're probably the guys that excite me the most from the teams that have had the bye. There's not a lot of Carlton players that are enticing me. Paddy Cripps is the only one. So I think from that perspective, any of those options we've talked about are great buy-ins, except Shannon Hearn. And you've got the luxury of knowing that unless they're getting arrested or injured or whatever, they're going to be playing the rest of the season. And I think that's the smart, the smart move. I think the, I think the, the smart coaches out there will be bringing these in. I, as I said off the top, will not be doing that because I am not a smart coach. Who else could we be looking at? What are some other players that are exciting? Well, we mentioned that Adam Trelaw went out with injury before, and that to me says Taylor Adams, one of the only picks I've got right this year is absolutely primed for selection. The man's dropped below 100 twice this year. One was in the West Coast game. He was the top-scoring Collingwood player with 94, and then against Frio in those horrid conditions. I think that was the game where it was basically a storm. Anyway, scored 67, but bounced back against Sydney with 138. Has Adelaide, Melbourne, and North Melbourne coming up. He's, well, actually, I shouldn't say that because that's based on the old fixture. Nonetheless, has Adelaide this week. We know that he's going to... We know he's going to be good this week. I'm a touch wood. Sorry for ruining it for him. He's going to be one of the best on against 
Adelaide. You can lock him in for that. Bring him in. Trade him in. He's a sexy beast, and God damn it, he excites me. An interesting one. I've had a few questions come in about this man. Oscar McInerney, ruck forward, Brisbane. He's playing tonight. The big O! Well, you know, it's it's scary. He's had three scores above 120. He's also had two scores below 40, three below 48. Um, actually, he's had three scores below 40. Sorry, round one. I will count that in this instance. Last two games, 91 and 128. He's the main ruckman. He can hit the scoreboard. He's coming up against Tim English. I see why... I understand why people are taking the pun on him. For cover, the fear of Gorn and Grundy missing, or Goldstein missing, but... Jeez. You won't see the big O in my team. God, he's a beautiful man, though. God, the big O! Community, I've rambled on enough. If you've listened this long, 31 minutes of so of audio, thank you. Make sure you tune in. Go to twitch.tv slash lekdog, L-E-K-D-O-G games, G-A-M-E-S. We've been streaming there almost every day, I reckon, answering your super question, super coach questions, going through the teams, and playing Australian football manager. Is that the name? Let me pull up the name so I make sure that I've, I've given it the right name. Australian Football Coach, sorry. Australian Football Coach 2020. We've been having a ball doing that. Come and ask us questions. Lekdog Games. Well, sorry. Twitch.tv slash Lekdog Games. Head over to jockreynolds.com.au. We've got daily posts, daily previews, daily information. And you know what? Thank you to... Um, shout out to Telebeats for the music and community. If you're still, still listening, let me know. What you think about some Jock Reynolds branded t-shirts in the colours of your team, respond to this post on the website, jockreynolds.com.au, and let us know what colour you would like to see a Jock Reynolds t-shirt in. And another shout-out to honeyball.com.au. A mate of mine has made this website, and they are taking the fantasy world by storm. They are top upper echelon journalistic uh website brings out all of the relevant news it's great for it's good for fantasy footy it's good for fantasy footy all right community i've spoken enough i love you if you've gotten through this congratulations to you i just wanted to try and get something out for you i bloody love you go blues